I started like relaxing, chilling. And then she goes, when I say that, it was just me me not waking up as early, right. staying there a couple of hours, not not sort of doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. And she goes, Jonas, she said, um, was the goal for you to get to where you're making six figures a month or was it to help a handful of others get there? Wow. And I said, wow. And then, she, and then I go, uh, I said, no, the goal is to help a handful of other people get there. And she goes, the job's not finished. What's going on guys? Welcome to the first episode of Rise Above where you'll be able to hear, learn, and grow from individuals who have rose above their circumstances, which led them to what they define as success. I've been blessed blessed in life to have a great group of friends that are not only doing remarkable things for themselves, but also impacting the lives of those around them. Today I have a special guest that that always delivers a ton of value. From the trailer park to high-rise condos, he has not only made multiple six figures in multiple industries, but has changed countless lives by his selfless leadership. I can't wait for you guys to hear from my business partner and brother from another mother, Mr. Jonas Osias. Bro, thank you so much for being on the first episode of the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and also can't wait for you to deliver the value that you always deliver, man. Listen, man, it's, it's an absolute pleasure, Avi. Uh, listen, uh, I, I, not only are you somebody that I have a tremendous amount of respect for, but I've been able to witness your work ethic, uh, just hands on, right? Just to be able to see what you've been able to do, but also be able to help a number of other other people to be able to gain the success that they want in life. So, listen, what you have in your podcast here, it's a pleasure for me uh, to be able to sit here and, and be the first one. So, thank you. So, definitely appreciate. Of course, you. man, I appreciate that. And um, I think today's conversation is more about getting away from what people see out there in the world from social media they see the success they see the lifestyle they see the money right they see all of that but they don't they don't actually see the circumstances that people have to go through the adversity that people have to go through to actually get themselves there so my question to you and where i want to start is behind the success behind the money behind the lifestyle who is jonas osius wow I mean, listen, that's a, that's a deep question, right? Uh, it, it's also someone that, some, a question that also invokes, uh, you know, emotion. So um, who am I? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a man of God, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm the son of two uh, immigrant parents that came from Haiti that, that risked their lives on the, uh, you know, I'd say on the canoe boat to, to provide a better <laughs> life for us, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a husband. You know, I'm a I'm a father now, father of twins, and um, I've I've been blessed now to be in a position of in leadership, right? To be able to assist uh, others, to be able to 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 gain the success or the life that they aspire to be. So, um, I am Jonas Osias. Right? I love that's that. What I, that's all that's all I can say. I love that, and I, I just want to. My kinda, experiences are who I am. Ab- right? Absolutely, and I just kind of want to unpack that a little bit. Um, you say immigrant parents, um. How does how does having immigrant parents impact how you operate nowadays or how you operate today? Yeah, I think it's been you know when I, when I look at it and as you said earlier, a number of people they see the success but they don't see the uh, like I always say it's the story behind the glory, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they, they haven't been able to witness the, the process of it all. So 
uh, to me, when I look back and where I'm at today, um, to me, it's been an absolute blessing, right? It's uh, it's taught me a number of the like that 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 strive and that never ending quest for success. Uh, it is what is is driven me, right? To be able to see that my parents have came to America and worked in the agriculture fields, picking tomatoes, picking oranges, watermelon, the whole nine. Wow. You know, I looked at that and just said, um, you know, looking looking back now, I can see, hey, you know what, we we were poor, but then I didn't I didn't think we were right. I felt like anything that I may have needed that we could have been able to get, but you know, I was raised in a mobile home, uh, wow. you know, on a dirt road. Um, you know, didn't have my own room. Uh, you know, our sisters and I we shared the room. Uh, my parents they did the best they could. Um, but for me, it was just that when I looked at all of that, and it, I just when I look back, I just got to a point where I said, you know what, I have to be the one. I have to be the one that breaks that chain of poverty. That that that, that that's going to be the one that's going to be able to take our family to the next level. Um, you know, and what I attribute to all of that is. You know, first and foremost is I'm a big believer in God. Any room that I step in or anything I've been able to achieve has been, you know, by the grace of God. But also it was something my father told me. I remember being at the age of, I don't know, 12 or something to that extent. He'd always like instill, you know, now we say speaking into existence or law of attraction. But I'll never forget. My father's always said, you know, Jonas, whatever it is that you want or whatever it is that you want to achieve just say it and it's going to happen for you right um the other thing my mom would always said she would say hey you know what jonas you know when you get older you won't have to be outside working in the sun or things that sort she was like look you're going to be someone that's going to wear a suit or tie or something like that like that's what she attributed success Mm -hmm. so when i looked at any of that i was just like you know what um you know i'm you know i'm not going to settle for anything less like there's too many people that depend on me to win win. losing it isn't isn't an option Absolutely. And I can I can totally agree with that. And I think we've spoke about this in the past where, you know, um, having immigrant parents and having them come to America and essentially give us the opportunity to be able to make something of ourselves. I mean, for myself, like um, my father was the first one to break that poverty line. Right. He came over, was an entrepreneur. And, and from where my father's from, like my mother's from South America, my father's from India. And, and, and the funny thing is when you have you have four options from being 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 from a, a a culture from India. Either you're a lawyer, either you're a doctor, you're an engineer, or you're a failure, right? Like that's that that that's literally it. So when he came over, when he came over here, he was none of that. Like so so that was a huge step for him to go against the grain, to go go against the culture that he came from, um, and to be to be able to come out here and 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 kind of kind of set the standard of of what what I literally live by is look always always doing something. I've, he's always told me to do something that you that you love to do. You know, always do something that 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 you want to wake up every single morning and you're proud of doing. He, I was I, I was lucky enough that being from that background, being from that culture, that I was never forced to be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer, right? And and I feel like I feel like that that attributes to to, to my success um, today as well. So I, I definitely can relate to that story. Um, but aside from Aside from our, our background and aside from, you know, immigrant parents, one thing that I've noticed about you is your success has a lot to do with putting people in a better position, right? I've seen you work with people and I've seen how much you care about individuals when you work with them. 
where would you say that that stems from? Where where does that like that passion that you have is never about the money. It's never about the profits you're making. It's never about, you know, what you're going to buy next or the lifestyle that you're going to live. Even though people see that on Instagram, people see that on Facebook. That's what they see, right? But but I've always noticed about you your driving factor is the people. Where where does where does that stem from? Like how do you how does that motivate you? Yeah, so it stems from my childhood, right? Um and, you know, let's go back to the question we talked about before. I was just thinking about this and we talked about, you know, me being raised in a mobile home, which is nothing wrong with it. Right. I, I had no problem, you know, being there, but it was just that in our mobile home, I never forget. We had, I mean, you named the rodents we had, right. We had, you know, the roaches, the, the rats, uh, snakes. I mean, because we, we, we had the mobile home literally like in a bush. Right. Yeah. Um, and I remember just, just growing up, I really just thought roaches was just, like a norm right yeah. <laughs> going to someone house no, and just not course. you know just like all right when you walk in the kitchen yeah, yeah that's what you're gonna see right um they were and, at dinner <laughs> yeah you know and, and i look back at that and just see that like the that you know that drive that my parents had like not having education you know being the first ones to come over here um and they they just still just gave it everything they got and make sure they provided for us right right um you know, just more so just looking at that. I remember just being younger and just thinking as we moved to Naples, we went, we were living in Immokalee, Florida, which is where I was raised. We moved to Naples and then um, I started hanging around, you know, other kids who had more than us. Right. And then I'll never forget when I was able to have sleepovers or go and hang out with them. I started saying, well, you know what? And I started riding through the neighborhoods. I realized that, you know what? Um, there is more. And um and that was probably the first thing that invoked and said you know what if they have it and they, if they can do it why not us and i remember just being young and just always just inquisitive like how are you able to get this what, what are you able to do and i remember just going to other kids houses and just realizing how they you know you know the other young kids would just have uh you know more toys boxes full of toys the whole nine and i just remember just being young and just think you know what we deserve more and I'm going to do everything I can to be able to get that. Um, what stems for me, just always wanting to put people first. I think that's something that's wrong with a lot of our culture now, right? Yeah. It's just that, that greed that just, you know, talking about individualism, right? Mm -hmm. Just all about yourself. Um, but I go back and just realize that, you know, those who have taken the time to pour into me, whether it's, you know, re whatever resources that may be advice, what have you, um, I would not be where I'm at right now without that. So um, I look at that as a way of me just being able to pass that down, right? Um, and my wife says this quote all the time. She says, "What what's the point to have to having all the money and all of it where you don't have anyone around you to be able to share it with?" So uh, it's just it's just being someone that 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 you're that change, right? You have to be that change, mm -hmm. and because in pouring into somebody else and help them get to the next level so essentially just me just it's my way of of giving back to those who gave who given to me i love it man love it honestly i got goosebumps from that so that was that was some that was some moving stuff man and um, um I, that's like i said i've always noticed that about you and i think i've learned that from you is you know um you always say people follow people not companies right um yeah. and i think that's that's huge because um it's about if somebody knows that you're you're putting them first, right? You're, 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 they're the priority. Everything comes with it, right? And I think that's the biggest misconception that everybody has in today's society is that they're so worried about the trophy that they forget about 
everything else that gets them to the trophy. Correct. You know what I mean? So, um, and would you say with putting people first and prioritizing people and 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 understanding that people are the ones that build a company, um, do you think that's essential in building yourself up as a leader or in leadership in general? I think it's absolutely essential, right? Uh, there's a quote that my mentor states. He said, uh, leadership is about making those around you as great or greater than. Always striving to make the next person you know, greater than you, right? Um, I think what happens when, when you look at dynasties that fail, it's either one thing, it's, uh, it's greed, but it's also wanting to just uh, just stay at the top, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is when you look at the opportunity, it's not just about, it's not just about you, it's about who else are you helping to get to the next level? Who else life are, are you changing to be able to be better, right? And if you, and if you're not doing that, wow, yeah. <laughs> if you, <laughs> and and if you're not doing that, then what's the point of all this, right? To me, that's the that's the uh, that's the beauty of it all, mm-hmm. right? To see that, well, that makes that, that makes sense. And um, I actually want to talk about how leadership has become so surface level in many different ways in today's society, right? I think, I feel like everybody lives in this, lives in today's society, always feeling like they have to catch up, right? Or feeling that they have to live up to something. And I, I want to probably pose it as more as like entitlement, right? So when you look at, when you look at social media, when you look at, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I think today, everybody thinks it's cool to say entrepreneur in their bio. Everybody thinks it's cool to say, crypto expert everybody thinks it's cool to say forex guru right um and when you see that stuff and i know look you've been you've been like the the social media guru for the last year man you've been on there showing (laughs) doing your thing i mean but you're showing thanks to you (laughs) (laughs) but showing but but showing things that that matter to you showing things that you value and and you've never been the one to show the money or show you know what you're buying next and again I don't, I'm just, just to clarify, like, I don't think that's wrong, right? I don't think if you, look, if you want to show your watch, I mean, if you're, if you're a watch expert or you love to collect watches by all means, but what you're posting and why you're doing it for what, what, what's the actual reason and intent behind it, I think it's super important. So with that being said, um, do you think people do that on social media? Forget, even if we take social media out of the equation, whenever you speak to somebody and they, they have a very entitled approach do you think do you think that stems from insecurities um and and how do you know a true leader from someone that's trying to be a leader that's a loaded question it's a loaded question so let's let's start with the insecurity part like do you think that people put these things in their bio as far as you know entrepreneur or they say that i'm i'm this manager here they always talk about their titles do you think that stems from insecurities well i i think that can stem from a number of different things right um i mean it could stem from insecurity but i think it could also stem from just maybe they just don't have the education of not knowing better right it goes back to a quote that says look it's not about it's not about the title right and they made if you look at just the way things are right just corporate america the structure the whole nine everyone is striving to what to, to be able to gain that title so um you know i, I think it just it's all perspective, right? I don't, you know, I'm not really one to sort of, <laughs> sort of judge anyone and things that that's of course, of course. It's just, it's just uh, you know, whatever it is that, you know, that they like or they feel like that's probably best for them, you know, to each its own, right? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, and, and the other part with that I was saying was like, 
you being the leader and having the influence that you do have, how do, how do you know when somebody like how do, as an individual how do you knew like how do how do you know that you yourself became a leader from I guess a manager or 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 being able to tell the difference of a true leader versus somebody that's thinks they're a leader. So great question. So where I'm at today and what you see today is not how I started, right? So you know, initially started I did start off selfish, all about myself, you know, the whole nine, right? But I was able to witness like where that got me. Didn't get me anywhere, right? I was actually, I, when I first built first organization and duplicating that whole nine because I was so just about me, wanting to be in the front of the room, wanting to make sure I have all the attention, right? My the organization crumbled, right? Had several hundred people. Never forget when I was in law school and I was traveling from like Georgia, Ohio, and I started getting so like absolved and so an ego up to here, right? Mm -hmm. I I was Mm -hmm. just like, look, you know, I want to be in front of this stage. I want everybody to hear me, 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 and and essentially just crumbled. So um, when I think I, when I've reached over, crossed that, I'd say leadership line was when it was just no longer about me. It was truly about those that are around me and others, right? Um, and then, and that everything that I do is noticed and look, it's about making the next person become great, right? And, you know, most people uh, sit back and, and, and see what we have and, and see where we're going the whole night and say, hey, you know what, Jonas, you're successful. But I, to me, I haven't. I'm not yet. Why? Because it was a quote my wife, I was speaking with my wife a little while ago and I had just hit the, uh, which I've always written down for years. I was like, my goal is to get to the point where I can help myself and others cross the six figure a month uh line right Right. and i'll never forget when i first hit it had the first month then the second one hit and then i started like relaxing chilling (laughs) and then she goes when i say that was just me me not waking up as early staying a couple hours not not sort of doing the things that i was supposed to be doing and she goes jonas she said um was the goal for you to get to where you're making six figures a month or was it to help a handful of others get there? Wow. And I said, wow. And then she, and then I go, uh, I said, no, the goal is to help a handful of other people get there. And she goes, well, job's not finished. So I say that, say, until I've gotten to the point where I've helped a handful of individuals to, to go through the system, go through the process to where they can now put themselves in their family to where they're making six figures a month, that's where I feel that they can truly have the financial freedom, right? Then, um, then I haven't gained the success yet. I'm not there yet. So at, at this juncture of my life, that's that's what it's all. That's what that's what the focus is. So to say where I've gotten to the point where I felt like I've attained that leadership was is to when I've started realizing that, that it isn't about me, that it's about others, and I've truly been able to see I've helped others to be able to achieve the success and pour as much as I can into them. No, I love it, man. That was a that was a, a great answer and a, a very detailed answer. One thing I want to go back to that you touched on was there is a point in leadership development where you 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 go through this phase where it's all about you. Do you think everybody has to go through that phase before they develop into a leader where they're like, yeah, me, all about me, me wanting to be in front of the room, being in the spotlight, everything me, 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 and then they're also only thinking about the money, right? Do you think that's a phase that individuals have to go through in in developing into a leader? Yeah, they have to learn it, right? I think it's just, you know, it's not just that person. I think it's just society. 
right? It's how it is. It's just me, like you, 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 right? I need to get to the top, right? Right, right. Uh, we, we even got to some people who, who idolized the person who was just like, hey, they've gotten to the top and it's just them, right? Um, I think it's just when you can have a step back and realize, hey, that's not what it's about, right? Um, you, you really just have to go through that process. No, I, no, I totally, totally agree. And um, I know, I know we've talked about leadership in in a business aspect right and i think um a lot of people just think that leadership is very like subjective to just just business right would you say leadership overlaps in other parts of your life oh yeah absolutely in your household right um you know i'm a married man i have a wife and um you know two kids and you know it all it all it all transfers there as well right well in my household, I mean, if you take a look, I always, you know, appeal to my wife. Um, I think, you know, when when, I, when I'm looking at leadership, that's always talk about the strength of a woman. I was raised by by my mother and being able to see, you know, her level of leadership, her level of strength has really just really has been like has guided me to say, hey, you know what? If she can do it and she's pro this into me, there's no reason why I shouldn't strive right, to be able to do Absolutely. that. Um it, it, it all spills over to to everything else as well got it no that's and that's a great answer i mean i think um i think that's the biggest misconception today right because everybody everybody gets absorbed in in social media social conformity entitlement all of these things and they feel like leadership doesn't overlap and some people are true leaders and they don't even know that they're true leaders that's that's the crazy part right um but I know you just mentioned, I mean, two beautiful twins, Amaya, Kalia, right? Yeah. Um, first off, how you like in fatherhood? Oh, man, love it. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of sleepless nights, right? Yeah, they're only, what, I think seven weeks old now. Uh, but, you know, once you're able to see that, you see you see yourself within them, um, you know, it's just absolutely, it's priceless, man. It's a precious. Yeah. Awesome. No, and, and, and I mean, I see it, bro. Every time we, every time we talk, and you're probably one of the only people that i've ever spoke to that just entered fatherhood that has everything good to say about it and then and literally you always say this is what you asked for like this is it and and um that's amazing to hear but like the yeah, i prayed about that yeah you know, i always say this you know i remember getting i remember just you know just consistently getting on my knees and praying and said you know i want my first child to be a girl i want my daughter and um you know god bless me with two girls twins <laughs> so so here we go <laughs> nice and then what's the biggest thing you've learned um about yourself even though fatherhood is very very new to you but what's the biggest thing you would say you've learned about yourself entering fatherhood patience Oof. yeah it's um you know just, you need that right away yeah, just just patience man being patient uh and then realizing like look <laughs> in reality is like I, I, I joke with my wife with this all the time like look they they run it right just at that stage right you can see it's like hey look uh feed me burp me change me put me to sleep i'm just like look they're literally running us but uh it's just man it's just truly just just patience uh, no that's that, that that's huge that's huge because like i said like i said before i mean i have never never spoke to anybody that's appreciated the first couple of months of fatherhood and and, and those sleepless nights as, as as much as you have so that's that's great to hear but i want to transition back to um a little bit about your success first off i want to ask i know you talked about success and you've you haven't get i guess in one sentence what do you define as success owning your time owning your time it's not about the money it's not about the 
you know, the, the materialistic things, the cars, the homes, the whole nine. I mean, all of that comes with money, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's uh, and I truly believe, and I've always written this down, I believe it's just being able to own your time, wake up when you're done sleeping, you know, not being able to have to answer to someone um, and, and doing what you want when you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, that's the biggest thing. It's just, it's time. And I think with that, it's just, you know, that selfish person or that, I would, I would say that non-leader would just it would just be about them. Yeah. But the goal now is to how many other people can I help bring to the table so that way they can own their time, and realizing that you know that that nine to five clocking in day in day out that what I call that forty forty uh, sixty five rule that like you don't have to that doesn't have to own you oh, right? right working forty hours uh, for forty years by the time you're age sixty five you're either dead or dead broke there's something different out there so. Uh, to me, success is is owning your time. Owning your time. No, I love the money is not what's the important thing, right? The most valuable thing isn't money. The most valuable thing is time. And I absolutely, uh, to- totally, totally agree with that. And I think that's um, I think I think nowadays people are building that awareness about time, but I think it's just the execution behind it is where people get caught up in the money and get caught up with chasing chasing the money that they put their happiness and they put their time in the back seat and this is where you see a lot of people just end up living a life that they're not happy living and you know when we when we look at what people see on the outside and i always say like whenever whatever you portray on facebook or instagram or any social media platforms people think life is perfect right um and obviously life's life if it was perfect i mean <laughs> we all would have perfect life but the reality yeah. of it is is um i always like to say i always like to say you know you always have to prioritize what people can see, right? You have always have to listen to yourself. And I think people put what what they think or what they want to do in the back seat because they're so worried about what's going on around them. So for for all that, all the success and everything that you've had recently, how do you to, to, to the listeners, how do you block out that negativity and that noise around you? Because you know, some people might not think that you 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 deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, how, how do you just, you always talk about being laser focused. You always talk about, you know, um, you just, just, just being just eye on the prize. Right. And, and, and your why and stuff like that. But how, what do you do to be able to block out that negativity and that noise? I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's not easy, right? <laughs> it's just, you know, you're human, right? So, uh, you know, Jim Rome has a great way of stating that, uh, of stating it. He says, uh, don't major in minor things. Uh, so, yeah. You know that's something I always try to keep 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 uh, keep in back of my mind, like no matter what. But um, it's the uh, it's the constant pouring of positivity. So that's why I have a routine. I make sure I'm up by five five thirty in the morning. First thing I listen to, it's just it's positive, right? It's motivational things of that sort. Positivity. I, I won't I won't even look at the phone and, and, and read a negative text or take a negative call. Like none of that, right? I'm the first thing I'm doing is uh, pouring positivity positivity into, into my mind that's how i'm starting the day and that's also how i'm ending the day so i say that is because you know the once you get out into the world i mean it just happens it's just if you look at you know the media social media look at the news it's all just negative 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 mm-hmm. right so uh jim rome has something when he says you know if you it's like with anything like the the mind is think of it as an agricultural field right if you plant uh oranges you're gonna get oranges right if you plant watermelon seeds you're gonna get watermelon so if you plant negative thoughts into your mind what you're gonna get is negativity. negativity throughout the day so also but also realizing that you know when you're dealing with people i was having this talk with one of my business partners here earlier 
he said, you know, sort of asking a similar question. He said, he's dealing with this person. They're negative and things like that. So I said, look, don't blame them, right? Because that person may not know better. And I think once you realize and look at people and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, they may be in that negative state. Yeah, they may be saying something negative. But, you know, it's on you to say, hey, look, um, educate them on that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just it's Absolutely. just not their fault. They may not, they don't have the information that you have. But the way I protect myself is um, I just filter through it. I hear them saying, and I just kind of like block it off. Like, hey, it doesn't matter. No, that's huge, man. And that, that's so true. When you were talking about the first thing that you do when you wake up is not look at your phone and giving yourself that, what, 30 minutes or that hour to take in what you want to take in. And I feel like 90 plus percent of this world right now is the first thing that they do is pick up their phone, respond to people, check emails, do all of this stuff. And I think what people don't realize today is what you see on your phone, you don't have control of, right? And that lack of control and being able to see something negative, whether it's a negative email, text message, news, whatever it is, dictates the rest of your day. And to be able to have that control in the starting of the day is such an essential to be able to have, you know, success or be able to block out that negativity or to be able to block out that block out that noise. Um, but going into the final part of this, um, look, everybody always sees Jonas, you know, win after win, and I and myself, bro, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen you succeed in the health insurance space when we were partnered up together, right? I've seen you take the leap into the solar industry. Um, and what you've done in the solar industry has been remarkable. And to be able to earn your seat in the last year with not even knowing how a solar panel looked, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My question is, win after win for what it for, for, for what it is, right? How do you how do you continue to win, bro? Like, how, literally, how do you continue to win? What does that formula look like? Yeah. Um, I've failed my way to success. Right? So, although it may look like it's been win after win, I've, I've, I've had a ton of losses. Right? Um, my most recent loss was just in 2013 when I was homeless. And, um, you know, I remember sitting back and looking and saying, hey, you know what? And, and it's because I, I took a chance, right, it's on, on a different business. And uh, I'll never forget just looking back and just thinking, you know, um, I have a, I'm a college graduate, I have a bachelor's degree, I have the security license, Series 6, Series 63, 7, uh, which I was studying for at the time, and, you know, all these insurance licenses. I've, I was also someone, you know, I, was, I remember just thinking I was, I was just in law school, right, before I left. And, um, and I just remember just being in Orlando, Florida, being homeless, and you know what goes to that you'll find that people who you know people who are homeless they're sort of like the nicest people like <laughs> always, the conversation yeah. the misconception is crazy right yeah. yeah right they're just so wanting so giving uh-huh. and uh you know at that time you know just just sit back and think about that going through that time like that's what has built that strength to say well you know what um i see what it is here right so this is where i want to be right right just getting to that next right. level so um it's you know, the biggest thing i say is just not being afraid to take chances and and failing your way to success like it's it's just part of the process one of the things i always mention is just that you know most people look at it want to hit this goal but they don't want to go through that process right like the precursor to success is that pain right if you like my wife we just had we just had twins right but you know the the precursor to that you know 
in order for the, it's the pain, right? The labor, the whole nine. So, um, you know, failure is part of that process. And what I'd say as far as the success is just you setting a goal, a target and just committing to it. Right. That no matter what that you commit to it and then you'll achieve it. No, that and that's that's huge, man. And I I just to unpack that a little bit, I think, um, again, with today's society and how everybody looks as looks at failure. I mean, failure is so detrimental to people nowadays where when you broke it down and and just and and if you really take a look at what what failure is, it's it's growth, right? It's learning. It's it's an experience. I want to I want to fail fast. And I think that's that's something that we need to bring more awareness to. And I feel like that's the key part of your story You, you before the success was all the failures that you've you've went through and that, that you've been through which have gotten you to to this point today um but i just wanted to wrap it up and transition to this last part i did not prep you for this bro so don't but you're gonna do good you're gonna, you're gonna do good you're gonna do good you're gonna do good all right so i call this the final rise right so it's five questions that i'm gonna ask you so let me add so if you can add this part this uh-huh. quote mm-hmm. is letting them know hey look you know what you're talking about success is make a commitment and have the discipline to see it through right that's probably love the it. biggest nugget I'm giving. Love Make it. a commitment and have the discipline to see it through. I love that because most people, what happens, they just lack lack the discipline. They want it, but they're just they're just not really to discipline themselves. So make it make a commitment and have discipline to see it through. But and but and, and and that's funny because the quote that is in my Instagram bio says, "Discipline is simple. It's just remembering what you want." Oh, shoot. so okay, it, it falls yeah, hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It falls yeah. hand in hand. So. Last part is, like I said again, I'm sorry about this, but I didn't prep you for this, but I know you're going to do good. All right. right? So um, this is called the final rise. I'm going to ask you five questions. You can either answer it in one sentence or one word. All right. Just to wrap this up. So first question is, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten. One word or one sentence. In what respect? Anything, any respect, anything in life, life. You know what? Yeah, I have one. Um, always do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Love it. Yeah. Um, second question. What's the worst advice anyone has ever given you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, make the uh, now that you're making six figures. All right. This is when I was working in corporate America. I landed a, a call center job that was that was in first made 105k, and um, I was driving a, a beat up uh, Ford 500 because uh-huh. I was like, look, I'm gonna like <laughs> save my money and stack, stack, stack. I just you know I just came from that was the one with no AC, right? right? Yeah, that was the one with uh, no AC. I just came from sleeping on the couch from some uh, you know sleeping on someone's couch paying 150 dollars for uh-huh. that, and um, I'll never forget. You know, what got me into really saving, too, as well, is just Grant Cardone. He said, look, if you can get to the point where you're putting away a quarter million, yeah, I can put you in a position where you're making several million dollars, um, you know, in your lifetime or whatnot. So I was like, man, that'd be a cool goal to just, like, shoot for that. But anyways, uh, worst it was advice. a, it was a uh, the worst advice was a, was a manager at the time. He said, look, you know, here's what, here's what will motivate you, get you to the next level. Now that you're making the money, go out and buy the most expensive car. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it still yeah. happens today. Yeah, it's like just go out and buy an expensive car, just buy a bunch of stuff, right? Because that's what's gonna push you to be able to make more sales. And I looked at him, and I was just like, and I said, 
Yeah. I said, look, man, absolutely. I have this thing when I'm talking to someone. I said, absolutely. I just, so I'm just, they're just talking bullshit, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And I just thought to myself, like, man, that is the worst advice anyone would give them, right? That is. Because all you're doing is just putting that person is just in a rut. Like, if I'm making $100,000 and then my bills are $90,000 or $120,000, I'm going to be miserable. Bro. You're not right? making shit. Exactly. So, uh, you know, needless to say, I just kept riding my, you know, four or 500 with AC for the next three years. Yeah. Until your wife made you give it away. Yeah, well, it was worse than that. Like, yeah, yeah, she. Uh, I came back from Vegas and it was, <laughs> was towed. Yeah, 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 I love that car. All right, <laughs> but that that was great, man. The question number three, a little, little bit deeper. What do you want your girls to think when they hear your name? Um, wow, that's <laughs> man. This guy's he's he's not playing, huh? <laughs> um. What I want them to think with it. Uh, when they hear your name. Well, it's uh, Daddy. Daddy. That's it. Right? Love it. Love it. That's, that's it. That's good. That's, that's daddy. good. Yeah. Um, the book that had the biggest impact on you that you can tell the listeners about. A book that you read that had the biggest impact on you. I, I, I man, it's, it's, can I name top three? One. One? One. Um, One that you would go back and read over and over and over again. Yeah, it's just it's one. You got to got you got What's yours? Huh? What's yours? <laughs> think like think like a monk. Think like a monk. Yeah. Uh, I would say think and grow rich. Think and grow rich. You do talk about that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of expected that one. It was either between that or uh, Forty Eight Laws of Power by Robert Greene with uh, Fifty Cent. But yeah, that's what I'd probably say. And last but not least, a little packed, little little packed question. It's it's deep again. But what do you want people to remember Jonas Osias as? Uh, a true leader, like he, he, you know, someone who, who like gave back, right? Was was not just about himself. Was was but was truly about helping others to be able to reach you know greatness within them so that's what i would say that's huge bro well that's literally it those are the that's the final rise and i i bro this is amazing thank you thank you so much for doing the first episode with me um and and truly blessed and i know these listeners are gonna listen to this over and over you drop gems nuggets like you always do bring value like you always do so um i really really appreciate you bro and and again thank you for Thank you for being on the uh, on the first episode. Listen, man. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's definitely a pleasure, especially being the first, right? <laughs> so it means you, you know <laughs> you, think, you think a lot about me, so I definitely appreciate it. Would definitely love to come back if you can, you know, extend that courtesy to me. So I'm looking forward to more of these. Of course, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Discipline symbol. It's just remembering what you want. So don't forget to always prioritize what they can't see.